Welcome, everyone, to the first ever live car sportscast. Now, let me just get one thing straight. You know, probably not the most creative name you heard. It took us a long time, so deal with it. All right. And the way we came up with it is we just took the first letters of our names, made it into a word, and turns out everyone listens to the podcast in the car. So it worked out in the end. So let's start off with the C. Introduce yourself. How's it going, everybody? Everyone listening? Name's Sibo. Stems from my actual name, Brian Saboso. Just here to talk sports, boys. All right. Well, Sibo, welcome on. The A, that's me. Uh, the name is Andrew. Real excited to be here, guys. You know, can't wait to get started. Now, before anything gets started, the R. Hold your horses, everyone. The R stands for wrong. Because most of the time, that's what you'll be saying about this guy. What's good, guys? My name's RJ. Not wrong, I'll tell you that. <laughs> eh, debatable. So, you know, one of the things we discussed doing was we think it's fair for everyone to know our sport affiliations because it's just a easier time for you guys to realize whether or not you like us. So let's start off with the C. Name with your sport affiliates. Bat with the big Dallas Cowboys. Big Dallas Cowboys fan. Then we got the nice Mets and Knicks. Just a bunch of loser organizations <laughs> right there. Yeah, well, I'm with you with the Mets and Knicks there. Um, but unlike other, everyone else, I'm a normal person and I don't root for the Cowboys. So th- people are definitely a little shaky about you already, Sebo. Good job. Um, my affiliate in football is the drum roll. The J-E-T-S. Well, and then you get to we'll me. Don't worry, we'll be there. <laughs> I'm a big Yankees fan, one of few Titans fan, and people call me a bandwagoner for liking the Warriors, but they're my team. We know what you're, you guys are all thinking, a Titans fan. <laughs> one of few in America. They're all, you guys, it took us two minutes and 30 seconds. That's a world record right there. Just for everyone to be like, you know what? I really just do. I think the Warriors right there just <laughs> ended it. I don't want to hear from you, Cowboys. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear from either one of you. So here on the Car Sports Cast, you know, a lot of times it is we're just going to be bringing up hot topics in the week in the world of sports. And we're going to give our takes. Many of you will agree. Many of you won't. We just hope you enjoy it. So, we're going to start off here with the NBA. And, guys, I think it's safe to say that without them actually telling us, the NBA is Fight Club. Who did Flavio think he was yeah. the other night? Mayweather? With that right hook? Oh, that was, nah, that was a haymaker. Did you see that right oh, hand? Oh, nah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Sergi Baca and James Johnson, probably two of the most intimidating players in the league, went after each other. What did James Johnson snuffy Baca in the face? <laughs> he should have. I'm a big <laughs> Johnson guy. I don't like Ibaka. I think he's a he's a, a Ibaka. Yeah, he was Ibaka when the Warriors were good with him. Yeah. But the, the Thunder yeah, with uh, the Thunder. Thank you there. Right. See now people don't like me already. And they say I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's I'm looking at something now. In early December. And within the first, in the four day span, one, day one, Anthony Davis ejected from a game. Day two, 
LeBron James ejected. Day four. Out of the, so, as I said, three out of four. Kevin Durant ejected. The NBA does this every year. They go through these new drama storylines. It's a drama fight, fight club. It's, a dra- it's just a drama league. It's like last year, it was crazy free agency with Durant leaving and the hate of the Warriors. That was the storyline. The year before that, you know, it was the Cavs coming back and 3 1, that drama. And it was also a ginormous trade deadline. If you guys remember, it was like 15 trades in the last 10 minutes of the deadline. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this year, we just got beef with the referees. It, that, that's how low we've stood. We've got. Uh, and you know what? Out of everything you listed, beef with the referees, come on. He's like, the worst. Like, the refs think they're superstars. The refs players. think they're superstars. That's yeah. crazy. Exactly. It's players getting too involved in their feelings and the referees just thinking they're more powerful than they actually are. And they're exerting that It's power. just a competition to see, like, like, did you guys see Westbrook get ejected the other day? Oh, now he got he was slapped wow. across the crazy. Face. He, he he was he he was called on a travel, complained on the call, and was immediately given two technicals. And you want to talk? And then and then they gave Billy Donovan a uh, technical. You want to talk about people being sick? If you want to see someone be sick, look at Westbrook that night. <laughs> that man was on fire. <laughs> Dude, that man was holding his face. He he jumped up I don't faster know. than the speed of light. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw last night. The um the Knicks were in Memphis, lost me a ton of money. Um, Knicks are in Memphis. There's th- you know, there's thirty seconds left in the game. Knicks are down by three. They came roaring back. And it was a jump ball at center court. And court, I'm watching the game, and I see Courtney Lee. He's talking after a call before that the referee missed. He's just talking. I'm like, Courtney Lee, you are not this guy. Like, if you, like, you just want to make headlines. Like, you always want. And he got a technical in the next game. And I oh, if you can. <sighs> Story of the Knicks. Thing. Classic Knicks storyline. Like, the jump ball. <laughs> the Knicks come roaring back. Get a terrible it's technical a jump foul. ball. We could we would have won. Hey, but like we said, it, embrace the tank. Embrace. I'm all in, baby. Our buddy Sully, he wanted to be in, but um, but it, and, it, and it, hey. I think the Knicks, you know, that's one thing we can talk. Yeah, I know. Uh, Listen, Frank's gonna be a, Frank's gonna be a very good player in this league. You just look at his defensive intensity. Yeah. Look at him off the pick and roll. I don't know. There's if... just not a lot of 19 year olds that that pass the way he does. He sees the floor so well. Yeah, I don't know if he will ever achieve superstar level. I don't think that was expected of him. But he is a player that will be a very he will be a star for in the for a while. He's long. Like he's he has like a seven five wingspan. He's six five. He plays outstanding defense. James Harden, Tony Parker, and Steph Curry all said the guy's going to be a stud. Those are some good names. Those are some great names. And here's the thing: <laughs> this is not, you know, the common belief was Dennis Smith, who's also a stud. Stud. I don't mean to take anything away from Dennis. He has electricity in a player that we, some of us, maybe haven't seen since Vintage Rose. You know, when you first enter the league. Because Russell wasn't like that his first year. No. He was throwing the no. ball over the backboard. I mean, although when, we are starting to see the rise of Donovan Mitchell as well. So Who's that, well, also another steal of the draft. 
I think that's the guy that you look about and you get the most sick about not taking. Yeah, you know, I, I liked him going in, but in the end, I'm just like, you know what? He's, he, he doesn't have a huge wingspan, you know. I, I don't know. I, th- I really thought they needed a point guard, and he, he's, I mean, listen, he turned out to be – apparently Phil was sleeping during most drafts anyway, most of the uh, player workouts anyways, so maybe. <laughs> yep. He he was yeah, he was he was dreaming about crafting up his Porzingis trade plans. Yeah, that would have been yeah. great for your fan base. <laughs> Although, I mean, <laughs> given they would have taken Laurie Markkinen, who is also a stud, but you don't trade Porzingis. New, New York decided that day it's Porzingis over Phil. This and draft class is honestly very deep. It's very deep, and it, and Lonzo, I'm people Ew. they hated him in the beginning. <laughs> We're not even gonna get into Lavar and the big baller brand. I don't want to get started. I don't want. We'll save that for another day. I don't think. I hope we don't figure that out for another day. Yeah, I think we shouldn't give them the time. I think it's best to just, you know, that's the issue with everyone is that they do give them the time. We'll just let. let, We don't need another media outlet. Yeah, just keep them in Lithuania. Yeah, Um, stay over there, please. But yeah, that's the thing. You know, I think Lonzo's gonna be a great player. I don't know if you guys saw a video of Markel Fultz the other day. He looks like he made. Oh, his arm again. Disgusting. There's <laughs> definitely something – he definitely, like, tore apart his shoulder, and they're not telling us this. Yeah, I think Sam Hinkie, the ex 76 GM, and the first person to, you know, build the whole trust the process slogan, he must have sold his soul or something where every first-round pick Sixers ever got again is going to be hurt for at least a year. Crazy. It's I, – I don't know. Um, another big story in the week this – another big story this week involves the Celtics, where Paul Pierce's retirement night is coming up, and they were also going to give Isaiah Thomas a tribute video that night. What do you guys think? Didn't, didn't Jalen Rose call him petty for that? For yeah, complaining? Know, a lot of people think Paul Pierce is wrong. I completely think Isaiah Thomas should not have gotten any tribute. I mean, the guy has literally been he was on the Celtics for two years and led them to Eastern Conference Finals where he got hurt anyway. What did, I mean And where where was Rondo Ray, was right. Where was Ray John Rondo's <laughs> tribute video? He went to two finals with the Celtics and numerous Eastern Conference finals. And he the man he was a glue to that team. People say the big three Exactly. That was a big four. Because that was a the beginning of a young point guard who was one of the best, most natural passers we've seen in a long time. Still is one of the most Still, natural passers he had in the a game, game recently. He had like definitely not 20, a shooter. Twenty five assists. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely a shooter in the lanes of Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> we also know someone else who shoots like Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, he's talking yeah. right now. We got uh, yeah. friend we RJ got, just happens curve, to shoot like that. Curveball RJ. Yeah, <laughs> and whenever RJ's getting ready to take a three, and here comes the pitch. Oh. And whenever Goldblatt shoots, all you hear is clink. <laughs> the sound of the backboard or the rim. See, I don't have this problem. I'm a disher. I'm not a sweater. Yeah, yeah I call my I call myself a defensive specialist. Uh, RJ, I don't, I don't. You're special, but I don't think that right. I don't think it's in the NBA. Speak. Uh, God, this is something I've been pondering lately. Um, you know, we see with the Rockets now, and we see with the Cavs, and we see with definitely see with the Warriors. We've seen it with. With super teams, I'm telling you, they're the move of the future. The evolution of the big man in the NBA is making it, I don't want to say easier to build a super team, but it's just easier to build pieces. 
Well, look at the two best teams in each conference. They don't play with the actual big men. The Celtics and the Warriors play with athletes on the floor. Yes, the tallest player on the Warriors on the court is Kevin Durant. Yeah, who's basically yeah. a shooter center. Their Ooh, main despite what right he there. says, is six, is being six nine. You're, yeah. The man's yeah. Seven what do you do? Kevin what do you do? Cut off his ankles? <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant is a seven foot rim protector on defense. Yeah. There's nasty. no way around. And one of the greatest scorers of all time, and someone who probably, it's LeBron, who probably, the KD in the league right now. Who probably, while he is still a cupcake, he will go down. Or the snake. He will go. Or the snake. <laughs> yeah. Or cut the cut the lawn. You got the snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just, that's just the thing, though. You know. Traditionally, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when our parents would watch, you have your good po- – uh, traditionally, you have your good point guard, a good wing player, and a b- good center. But now the centers are able to – the guys who are over 6'10 are able to dribble the ball like they're a point guard. And you even look at it, I'd say one of the biggest positions was the two guard. And now that's – the point guard is – Easily taken over that. We see it with the Bucks. You know, they had a great pick last year with um with Brogdon, and he's not their tradition. He's not their Giannis Antetokounmpo is their point guard. Malcolm, Giannis Malcolm, is something Malcolm, else. He's something else. Oh yeah, that guy's incredible. Yeah, but I mean, it's incredible. Honestly, don't sleep on the Bucks. When they get Jabari back? Yeah, I mean, yes, I think Jabari was averaging close. No, he was averaging over 20 points last year before he was hurt. And, he, and they don't have him yet. Not yet. But that's the thing with the Bucks. I don't know if you guys saw this a couple weeks ago. Giannis gave his, his free agency pitch to LeBron, but I don't think that's going yeah. to I don't think it's yeah. going to work. I, I don't think LeBron wants to go to Milwaukee yeah, it, after leaving. I mean, that's the thing. He's been in one of the best places in Miami, the best cities. He's been in the worst, probably, one of the worst in Cleveland. Yeah, the maybe, one that maybe, just had an 0-16 parade. Maybe someone like Milwaukee <laughs> maybe someone like Milwaukee is good for him. It's kind of in the middle, you know? Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Yeah, I think he'd rather jump off a cliff than go to Milwaukee. <laughs> All right. So another big storyline today. Boys, we've been in all, in the offseason for a little bit now. But with the NFL playoff picture starting to get more clear with the day, only four more spots are to be determined in the draft. Mel Kuyper dropped his first mock draft today, along with CBS Sports. So one of the things we all agree to do on is we're both going to look at the draft, make, and just take some notes and compare to both of them on what we both thought. Uh, I'll start. While looking at Mel Kuyper's draft today, most he took he has Josh Allen going number one to the Cleveland Browns and my take I don't think he's wrong and, uh, and, and let me let me just explain I know what people are gonna say Josh Allen he, he didn't have the numbers at Wyoming he didn't have the accuracy and a lot of scouts say that if you don't have accuracy at 22 you'll never get it but the NFL is just so crazy about these the measure uh, I. I just don't think the Browns have enough time for another project quarterback. I, I, and I see I that, agree but with that. Carson, their fan base is about to be smaller than the. Get, I don't on, even go, know. You got it. I know, it, Andrew. It's be I will. Than the thing that's between your ears, RJ. <laughs> Andrew, I I will agree that I see it's a possibility just because if you look at a guy like Dorsey, 
before he left the team, the Chiefs, he took Mahomes. Yeah, that's, that's a big risk in its own. But they had Alex Smith. That's another. But that's why. Although who I does the Browns have? Deshaun Kaiser. He can't even throw the ball to his receivers. Cody Kessler I, can't. I, Cody Kessler has a weaker arm than Chad Pennington. Oh I my god! Of course, he brings up the extra. <laughs> All right, Terry it, Collins. It, let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a big factor is the combine interviews. You got to determine what yeah. is his character's. Going I mean, on. who knows? Someone could pull a Reuben Foster last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and curse I mean, out all the nurses. What it, what it comes down to when they said, uh, what a lot of people said about Mahomes is they love the kid. If, I mean, if stud. people fall in love with it, it takes stud. one. It takes one team to fall in love with this character. And they took him. If, if that's the Browns, over then it's Brown. as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my just thing is, you know, I, I'm just thinking Josh Allen's going to go into Combine Day, blow the roof off to show everyone how athletic he is. And it's just going to – the Browns, you know, you'd think eventually they learn. I think they're going to take him. He's just – he's a high risk, high upside, you know. That's that. Um, Siva, what's one of the things you noticed in Kuiper's draft? Um, if you, I'm going to say both drafts. If you look at – there's a name on there that a lot of people probably never heard in their life. Marcus Davenport. Oh, from <laughs> San Antonio? From the University of Texas, San Antonio. This is a guy who's this is a wide receiver recruit who's now 6'7", 255 pounds. <laughs> that changed a lot. <laughs> and I, I think one of the Marshalls had him going to the Packers. Well, it's not the CBS one. His CBS has Derwin James going there, which is another name. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that's Marcus Davenport falling to eighteen to the Se- to the Seahawks. Yeah, and Mel Kiper is Davenport going to the Packers. You're right. And the Seahawks, I the think... Seahawks got to look at the end again because I mean, according to reports, Cliff Averill may never play. Well, if you look at both mock drafts, Kiper had the C- Seattle taking Derwin James, and then who CBS I think taking Marcus is a Davenport. great pick for the Seahawks. RJ, that's one of the things I noted as well. I wrote um, that's that's one of the, that's why I was gonna say as my thing that I yeah, know is because I wrote a tab the Legion of Boom is re- aging. I wrote re- and they're gonna restructure it with this stud from Florida State. Well, I think I agree with both of you. If you look at both of the picks, though, it just shows that Seattle is getting older and they they need to get younger and more athletic. And those are two players that just fit the Seattle. And bill. The, yeah. does Camp Chancellor want a new deal that they're probably not gonna pay him. Well, no, they said uh, Pete Carroll actually said that Cam Chancellor, he doesn't think he's going to play. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a classic Seahawks drama. He suffered a neck injury that I think is pretty serious. Just just like last year when they said Earl Thomas was going to (laughs) retire. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, here's another thing I noticed in both drafts. At 13, the 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 Redskins quarterback. Yeah. Piper has him going with Baker. And CBS has Josh Allen falling there, which one I don't think will happen because knowing the Jets, if Josh Allen falls to Mike McCoggin's hands, he's taking him. That's a fact. I agree. Yeah, the Jets are linked they, to Josh Allen a lot. I would even be livid if they didn't take him, but that's because I'm dumb and I have. I listen. I I fully believe that the Redskins. Wait, there's a QB like Mayfield or Allen on the board. They won't pass up on him. Sebo. Maybe not. It all depends on what happens with Kirk, though. You know, that's the big assumption right now. But, you know, I mean, it's been two years. They haven't given the guy a long-term uh, deal. Well, what makes yeah, think that they're going to do been, now? Uh, he's been a little stingy, too. But there was some reports recently that were saying that Colt McCoy, their backup, 
a lot of people apparently in the building think he can do the same as Kirk. That is outrageous. Yo, Sibo. Kirk Cousins threw What's for four thousand. Is this the same kid who was hyped about getting Christian Hackenberg, saying he oh, yeah. he doesn't want to he wants a quarterback oh, yeah. now? That's one thing we will say about New York Jets fan Andrew Goldblatt. He was a big fan of the Hackenberg. There's actually video <laughs> evidence, right? Oh, there's video. Yeah, well, and Hack- I noted. I did. I did say. I haven't learned. So, you got this, oh, this yes. insult I... doesn't work because I already insulted myself before. So. Listen, RJ, he's just a guy who hasn't seen a good quarterback. Yeah, I know. You have to give the guy some. Uh, no, I've seen good quarterback play, but I just haven't seen it in two years in a row. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, The Fitz magic, baby. Magic. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, and, the Titans and fan got statistically. The Fitzpatrick virus, too. Josh McCown, Josh McCown <laughs> was top five in completion percentage, along with Brady, <laughs> Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Alex Smith. Yeah, okay, and, then, so, and then you guys fire your offensive coordinator and that made him like that. Well, apparently a lot of people in the building, they really want Jeremy Bates, who's our QB coach, to be the OC. Apparently Todd Bowles and John Moore had philosophical differences, and some of the offensive players were rubbed the wrong way by him. Um, Jeremy Bates is apparently very respected in the, in the locker room. Players love him. The coaches love him. The front office likes him. The job is his for the taking. Uh, apparently, though, it's his commitment to the OC role is not sure yet. Apparently, pretty okay. Smart. So let me ask you this: If Kirk Cousins is available, I'm taking him. I'm and the, any money. Hold on. And the Jets have the opportunity <laughs> to get a quarterback at six. You go Kirk Cousins over a future quarterback. Depends who's on the board. Who is? Is it Kirk Cousins versus Baker? Allen and Baker on the board. Let's just say that. I, I could see that happening. Honestly. Well, here's the thing: the draft is. In the beginning weeks of May. Well, if you think about it, there's still th- three teams before the Jets are probably going to draft their quarterback. I agree. I don't see Browns, Giants, and Broncos. Free agency, though, in the NFL, you know, a lot of the time it's, it starts heating up in March. Like, that's when contract talks begin. I'm well, sure I'm just saying. The situation will be resolved by May. I could I'm also see. Hypothetically, I'm yeah. saying hypothetically, and, and it, Kirk Cousins are one of those quarterbacks. Who I think would you rather have. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go to the Broncos. Honestly, you know, here's the thing: I the Broncos were asking for Baker to be their senior bowl QB. But here's another thing I want to note: um, if the Kirk Cousins situation is resolved, do we see the Redskins up candidate? There's a possibility, but I would guess that one of the teams that did resolve their issues won't Ready? be drafted. Ready? Like Dave Rudin has already been, not to say in the hot seat, but there's, there's just been rumblings the past two years of whether or not he's getting his job back. I mean, you almost think, like, if they have a mediocre year, like a sixth year or something like that, who's to say he's going to get his job back? Do you know who's a big trade-up candidate? The Buffalo Bills with two first-round picks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they 21 and 22, they need a QB. Uh, CBS... I- Taking Mason Rudolph, which I wrote next to that as question marks for first round worthy, and CBS also didn't even have Lamar Jackson in their first round. So I wrote no, that was Mel Kiper. Oh, it was Mel. Kiper. CBS had uh, Lamar going for to the Cardinals, which I wrote, which I wrote question mark first round. I I honestly think Lamar is going to be like pretty good. He showed significant strides as a passer this year. Listen, if you look at if you look at a guy like Josh Allen. What he complete fifty six percent of his passes. That's what Lamar yeah. Jackson did. Like, what's? But, I don't understand how you could just completely knock somebody. 
for their passing. Josh Allen probably would have higher completion percentage if he didn't play at Wyoming. Yeah, but it's not like Louisville's just a powerhouse. I know. I'm saying, like, the same thing, like – Apparently, they sent a couple of receivers to the NFL over the past few years, though. So, Ooh, Wyoming? I think last year they did. Yeah. I think last year they did. I think they and did, like, two guys. percentage was actually worse. And also, this year, like, but a lot last year they lost – the, Josh Allen lost his running back in some of his offensive line going into the season. So, that could have been significant. I mean, he had shoulder problems. But the thing is, that's what we keep bringing up. That there's so many excuses for this guy. And it's just like – we go through this every year, like a guy like Paxton Lynch. Oh, he played at Memphis. Oh, my God, Paxton that's Lynch. Why I think, that's why I think when it comes to it, the Broncos will not take Josh Allen because they already went through that already. A guy with unlimited arm talent, good mobility, just doesn't – he just doesn't fit the bill. Guys, I want to get on to another point here. Um, it, we're, we've all basically agreed, like, that Saquon Barkley will not fall past the Colts. Uh, that's a foregone I think latest he'll go number four. Yeah, I clearly late, and I mentioned that earlier, saying the Browns will go QB one, and if unless Saquon's there, they'll go Minka. But I because yeah. I could see someone trading up to get the Colts pick to secure a quarterback. Yeah, but, but, but dude, I the Colts need so much help. Yeah, that's why board. they would trade back and like, get more picks. I I understand that, but. If you get if you want to help Andrew Luck, look what look what the Jags did with Bortles, look what the Cowboys tried to do when they had Romo but ended up being that. You get that running back, that helps your quarterback so much. Yeah, he's just, you know, I think he's a one he's you know, we've seen the running back position be really valued the past couple years in the draft. So Zeke go for. But so, we've also seen top running backs get taken in later rounds like Kareem Hunt. Yeah, obviously. And Alvin Kamara, who I don't want stud into, but apparently People in the Jets organization wanted to draft him, and our, our GM said to trade down. But yeah, you look at one of these guys. You know, he's just going to continue the generational talent trend. Yeah, you look at the three running backs taken in the top ten of the past three drafts: Gurley, Zeke, Fournette. What team's regretting that right now? No team. Um, guys, another thing I labeled down here. Um, just a quick note, a little small note in Mel Kiper's draft. He has Josh Jackson, who we talked about earlier, falling down a bit to fifteen. I don't know. I, I see a couple teams in the first who before they had, they can definitely use a cornerback. You know, cornerback. Um, the Niners can use a cornerback. Although they had some nine, CBS has the Niners taking Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame, who I heard is just he's just a mammoth of a person. He, what I heard is that man prospect. is. I heard he's better than Zach Martin. Yeah. If you're gonna be better than a four-time All-Pro, in I four think he years. is. I think he is the number one prospect, and I think Saquon is number two. Yeah, I think they're interchangeable on most boards. Another name to remember, uh, I like this guy from SMU, Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Sebo, that's that was one of the things I was going to get onto as one of my last points to make. Neither neither draft has the Cowboys going receiver, and I don't I don't think they should bring Dez back. I think they need a new OC, and Terrence Williams can't catch with his hands. Bryce Butler is a better receiver than Terrence Williams. My my take on that is. You know how many late round look, look at the first round production from the receivers last year. Oh, don't talk about it. Then look at a guy like Juju Smith Schuster who's drafted in the second. Yeah, round. you can find that a guy anywhere. But then there, there's there is more depth at a wide receiver position than there is at say I both drafts at the Cowboys going defensive tackle. This is the only getting enough. All right, keep going. I just think 
if you look at their position needs, they're gonna the Cowboys. You look at their draft; they go best position, best player available in a position of need. So if they need a defensive tackle and a guy like the guy from Washington, the three hundred and fifty pound Via, yeah, like, I heard he's monster. I heard he's uh, he's also very good. I saw some game tape on him. So they need a big run stopper, guy can stop the run next to Irving and Lawrence. Build that D line. I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, if a guy and both drafts had Calvin Ridley going before, and I a lot of people are saying he's by far the number one. Prospect. Oh, he's in, he's the best wide receiver in the class, and and that's exactly and it also so, has the Bears passing up on him in the CBS draft, which I just but they have the Bears taking him in the Kuiper draft. Exactly. That's one of the I did like because you you know they're getting a new head coach, they have a new OC, they got to build their Q. They you, have, you have to think about Ridley plays in a running offense in college. Well, well, and he still gets crazy but then, but then separation. What Alabama looked like with a throwing quarterback, and that's a different story. Yeah, he also played. Uh, yeah, he so played with my money is already on Alabama to go undefeated next year with with Tia. I can't. Oh, Mariota's son. I'm just gonna call him Tia. Eh, like <laughs> well, did you did you see that Clemson's returning? It's Entire front seven. Oh yeah, I think they're also another candidate. But we also saw Alabama just torch them. Yeah, but we'll see. Well, Alabama will probably have like four or five first rounders this year, and then they'll get replaced. I also also like seeing by by another five first future first rounders. (laughs) I also like seeing Raquan Smith's name, middle linebacker out of Georgia, and he is he. We we saw him in all year in the SEC. We saw him in the Rose Bowl, and we saw him in the championship game. But the man is all over the field. You know, he's fat. He plays oh, fast. He plays, you know. You guys have anything else you want to speak about on the draft? Couple notes. I anything think we else? should move on to the big games this weekend. I think we should as well. So everyone, we're coming into the last weekend before the Super Bowl in the AFC. We have the Patriots against the Jaguars, and in the NFC, we have the Jeff Fisher Bowl. Quick history lesson. In here. Let's give a nice clap for Jeff Fisher. I, I mean, yeah, RJ knows Jeff Fisher well. Not a big fan of Jeff Fisher recently. If you're looking to go seven and nine, that's the man. Let me just give a quick background here. Similar to the Jets' history, they love six and ten seasons. <laughs> uh, no. So find a quarterback, ruin him. So, Nick Foles was taken in the third round of the 2013 draft out of Arizona, and Casey Keeney went undrafted. In 2015, Nick Foles was traded to the Rams for Sam Bradford. Casey Keenum ended up being traded after signing with the Texans as an undrafted free agent, was traded to the Rams for a late pick. So, right there, Casey Keenum and Nick Foles are the two, two top guys under Jeff Trisher, QB Guru. In 2016, the Rams took golf, but Keenum still started the first seven games. Nick Foles was then released where he went to Kansas City. Kansas City, after that year, proceeded to take Mahomes, and then Foles was released to sign with the Eagles. Bradford, who was on the Eagles, was then traded to the Minnesota Vikings, where Casey Keenum then went to sign. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Uh, I know. I'm just used to saying Case Keenum. <laughs> where Sam Bradford got hurt, and then Keenum came in. I'm just saying right there, Casey Keenum, Nick Foles, Sam Bradford, and if I can just throw Chase Daniels' name in there, those are just the Mountain guy. Just who the best backup QBs you can find out there. You guys, they're just in the league, and somehow they always have a number two job. 
I mean, crazy. And now we're now they're in the NFC Championship and that's starting. Thing, like, I, I haven't decided yet. Is Casey Keenum good? Listen, uh, you, I think look at the team. I think he's him. like he gets a lot of help from his receivers. Yeah, that's yeah. He has a great receiving core, but he's, but I think I think he's better than what people brought him out to be. I think a big factor. I think he's have an a, excellent game manager. Yes, when you have a dominant defense like that, you could just go into Peyton Manning Super Bowl mode when he was with the Broncos, hand the ball off, make the throws. You exactly, have to make, let your defense. Play. And that's one thing the Vikings built this year was their O line and their running game. And they, I mean, even without Dalvin Cook, who looked like he, he was about to be a star, Latavius Murray. He is going to be a star. Latavius Murray picked up the load. Jack McKinney picked up the load. I mean, Case Keenum looks like a good QB with the Vikings. But another crazy thing about the Vikings: all their quarterbacks are free agents after this year. Oh yeah, and apparently they like Bradford the most. I mean, uh, I don't know how with Case Keenum, with the Minnesota miracle and everything going on, I don't well, know how they don't give him. There's a contract. rumors. There's rumors out there that Casey Keenum is going to follow Pat Shermer to the and- Giants. To the Giants. To, to the G-Men. The thought. Originally, Pat Shermer was linked to the Cardinals. And say that Case Keenum, the Cardinals don't draft QB, and Case Keenum, and he's got guys like David Johnson, assuming Larry Fitzgerald comes back, John Brown, and maybe they draft a tight end. If not, they got Jermaine Gresham. Ricky Seals-Jones, baby. Is, is Casey Keenum good? I mean, I, I, I think that's something that's – to be I think it's already cemented he's going to the Giants. You know what? I'll say this. It's going to be determined this weekend. You look at the yeah. you look at the Eagles, they're going to stop the run. They're going to make Keenum throw the ball. I'm, saying, I'm thinking this game's going to be like 14-10 Vikings. I think the Vikings win, yeah. I think the Vikings win too, but I, I feel like if the Eagles being right. an underdog at home, I, I feel like a lot of it's people just are counting them out. It's just that it comes down to right now that Matt Ryan, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, one, I do not. I think is a horrendous offensive coordinator. Horrible. Horrible. Now, horrible. A, I think we could all so agree on that. They just didn't he's probably drunk him. while he's calling the plays, while that, he would, that, like at USC. Very, <laughs> yes, I would Listen, if you, if you look at the fourth down call, you're going to roll out to the right. <laughs> I think, I yeah, think that's probably after he took a couple of shots at McCarty. <laughs> he doesn't have a playbook. He has a an Xbox or PS4 controller. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. He's, he's doing S Madden. S Madden. That's what I have right now. <laughs> kind of like Goldblatt when he plays. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, what's um, gonna? He's what's the worst play I could possibly run? That, yeah, basically that's Steve Sarkeesian in the booth because, but that's what we got there with him. But you know that game was easily won by the Eagles defense. You know, Nick Foles. He here's the thing: he didn't win the game, but he didn't lose it. Exactly. The Eagles and Vikings are two complete teams. They're complete. They're both top three in d- defense. But the thing that stands out for the Eagles, look at their offensive line. Look at their ability to run the ball. I know. I don't know. Well, they got Jay Ajayi for a refrigerator. That I mean, one of the biggest differences, I think, in the The Dolphins the said, Vikings, yo, buy a soda machine. We'll give you Jay Ajayi. <laughs> we'll give you a washer machine. <laughs> Literally nuts. I mean, I think one of the biggest factors is you look at a team like the Eagles, I think they'll, they'll be able to run the ball. I don't know if you could say the same about the Vikings. I, you can't run a Fletcher Cup. Uh, I, think, I think they're going to be able to run the I think the Vikings ball. have a good running game. But here's the thing. you know, Casey- Latavius Murray is underrated. Uh, no, I agree he's underrated. But if you look at the 
if you look at the Eagles' offensive line compared to the Vikings, I don't think it's much of a comparison there. The Eagles' offensive line is as good as it gets in the NFL. Yeah, but then again, the Vikings' defense is probably I'd I'd say the Vikings' defense is the most disciplined defense in the league. Very disciplined. Yeah, Yeah, I think Mike Zimmer is – He's done a phenomenal job. Is the second best coach in remaining in the playoffs. I, I think it's incredible how it took Behind that, that long to get a job. Yeah. yeah, you know he was with the he was with um, Bill Parcells for a long time. You know he's he's gone through the ranks. He went through Cincinnati, and, which was a place to die, and he changed them. He, I still think what, the who's, there. who's the Jaguars and, and, I mean, coach again? Marone. Yeah, Marone. I'm convinced that Coughlin's in his ear telling him what to do because there's no way this man's this good. You know who else is also finding success in Jacksonville? Who? Oh. The a man who only a few years ago had Jet fans build, paying for billboards saying, Fire John Idzik. Oh, yeah. Par- people apparently in Jacksonville. The he's financial known. genius. He, he is a fin- That's one thing he did. In his, you have the Jets. He built a crap, com- crap ton of cap space, which Mike McCoggan then spent half of it on Revis. But, well, I mean, with the Jaguars, he also inherited a sh- like a lot of caps. Yeah, Gus Brad. This is a Gus and a great like, fan base. Sure a great team, but this is a <laughs> Gus Bradley defense that yeah. Doug Brown inherited. Yeah. So is is Gus Bradley the best DC in the league? I don't know. <laughs> where Where Gus Bradley come from? Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah Pete sir. Carroll. Chris Richard was fired recently. He was on the Pete Carroll. Uh, oh, if we want to talk about questionable hires, did you see uh, the Seahawks op, uh, hired your old guy, Brian Schottenheimer? And who has never had a top 15 offense. Yeah, I, listen up. And then they went on to go sign the D coordinator from the Raiders who got fired. I, I <laughs> the D coordinator? Are you well, serious? I, I don't see the logic Carroll there. Is, is really the defensive play caller, so. I agree, but, I mean, why would you then why would you fire I guarantee Chris Richards is going to find a job very soon. Yeah. So, guys, real quick, um, the spread in this week's game for the Jeff Fisher Bowl. The Vikings are minus three. Who do we like? I like the Vikings. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles on the spread in that one. I think it's going to be a two-to-one point game. So, I'm going to also go with the Vikings. Minus three. I think Case Keenum is better than Nick Foles. That's, you know. I, the defense is just is better than the Falcons D. Uh, so, Eagles, know, I, Eagles D. I think the Vikings will. I don't don't see the Eagles really moving the ball and scoring too much. I think them to see them settling for field goals if anything. So that's there. Um, Let's go to the Pats game. Yeah. So we know one thing: Bill Belichick is not a fan of going against Tom Coughlin, who is <laughs> who, coaching who we, in Doug Marone's ear. Who we're convinced is just using. You know, there's, you see all now that there's all these new sex robots. Doug Marone is just a coaching robot. <laughs> <laughs> that Tom Coughlin is having Chris Snee, his his son-in-law, operate because Tom Coughlin doesn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> so He's that's still learning. He's still that's learning. That, that's what they're just doing up there. But, I mean, listen, you know, we saw last week, we saw the Jaguars. We saw Pittsburgh overlook the Jaguars. We can all agree there. I think the Jaguars are saying a good chance, honestly. I absolutely. You look at they got they got the pieces on defense. It just reminds me of teams that beat the Patriots. Oh, let's see the Jets. The Jets with in the divisional round. The Ravens with Ray Lewis that year. That was that's a Ray Lewis and Ed Reed led defense, which they did it twice. 
Yeah, then you have a number one team in the Jets, the number one defense in the league with the Jets under Rex Ryan. And then don't, def- for, don't forget the Seahawks should have beat them with the number one defense, but Pete Carroll's retarded <laughs> and doesn't run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, they, I don't know, man. You, you, the Jets, you know, the, if you, the Jets lost 48 to 3 against the Patriots that year, so in, in the New England and went in there. So anything can happen. I think a it's big just, factor is that you have to be, you're not going to out scheme Belichick. You have, if they win in the trenches and they're more physical and can pressure Brady, then they have a chance. Well, don't forget, don't forget they have to play against the refs too. So they need to be a little disciplined. Well, yeah, so yeah, that's not uh, a Jaguars well, to do. And the Jaguars, a given. I can see. For some reason, I just see Jalen Ramsey. You know, I think he's a big talker on the field. I like, I love him. He's a great player, but I think he's definitely a guy who can lose his cool. I really hope he's a guy. I really hope he does keep it together. Hey, but Speak. you know what? You stick him. You look at the way Tre'Davious White got under Gronk's head by limiting him. Yeah, you stick Jalen Ramsey on Gronk, maybe getting Gronk's head. Who knows? Yeah, well, Gronk was basically just Tre'Davious White got under Gronk's head, so Gronk's thought, get out of my. Head. Spe- speaking of the Patriots, who who else thinks that Tom Brady's injury is another drama case? Oh, yeah, I think that yeah. I think that's a complete non-issue. Brady's fine. <laughs> yeah, think- Did you see the report? It's like, oh, he accidentally bumped into him. Yeah, to, those <laughs> yeah. who don't, to those who don't know, what did you do? What did you do? Catch the ball wrong and jammed his hand like. That's just, that's just a yeah, move you know, by he, Belichick to get into the Jaguars' head. Oh, my God. Just like when they destroyed the Titans, he was complimenting every part of the Titans' team. Meanwhile, I'm looking at who he's complimenting. I'm like, they're not even our best players. I don't know why. <laughs> does, does anybody know <laughs> where Tony Romo is? Is Tony Romo making a call this week? Is it a CBS? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> that's the thing. That's another debate. You know, is Tony – I do like Tony Romo as an announcer, but you know sometimes. Sometimes he's too sometimes much. Sometimes a little too much, you know. He's like, oh, oh boy, oh. He's like you know? a fan like, watching the games. You know what I mean? I don't need. I don't need to know. Let the moment breathe. You know. I don't need to know what play they're running before they run it. Yeah. Like no, let no, them I mean, run the play. Cool, because I kind of like, you know, it's kind of getting in the mind of a head of a quarterback, seeing what they're seeing. So I think that's he's definitely educating. But you know, he's just—I think he makes sound effects during the games. But but back to, back to the game. Um, I think Romo should get out of the booth and go coach. That's what he should do. Yeah, you know that that'll be the next step probably. But back to the game. Um, you know the Jack. Here's the thing: the Patriots. You know they like passing the ball, and the Jaguars passed a, early in the year. The Jaguars' rush team was not where was not up to par where the defense was, and then they traded Marcel Darius for a washing machine. And, and, and they, they got the extra coach. Oh my god! They get the extra soda, like like in Moneyball, where they trade David <laughs> Justice for the soda machine, yeah, unlimited yeah, yeah. soda. You didn't want to, you didn't want to stack his soda machine for two years. So, oh my god, that's basically what he was traded. I'm, I, that's at this game. That's such a huge move. If the, if you could get, if you could pressure Brady. With the interior line and get in his face, you're gonna make the man uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, hit Brady in the hip. Those hips are old. Those hips. You know are what? Old. You know what? Him and him and his trainer Guerrero will tell you otherwise. They'll tell him. He's got hips. <laughs> yeah, they'll say yeah. Like we, 
Don't say yeah. We those send him back ten years. years. We replaced <laughs> the hips with a uh, twenty-eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we took Jimmy G's hips. Yeah. Uh, low that, key. Jimmy G's hips will be fall. He'll basically be hanging over himself next year to decide. So that and you know, a lot of people were bringing up how the Patriots played a very similar day and Brady torched them when in the Super Bowl. But you know, they don't have Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Is a stud, but you know who they do have though that they didn't last year is Gronkowski and Brandon Cooks. That. I understand that, but when you <laughs> and, but and, when and you Chris look... Hogan's still playing well. And oh my God! Don't get me started on lax play. And they got when Deion you, Lewis back. When you look at how they they torched the uh, Seahawks over the middle with Edelman underneath, I don't know if they'll be, have the same success. I don't yeah, know. I mean, we saw we saw it a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl against Seattle. That's that's how they attacked the game from, from the start. You know, Lee yeah, Edelman and, and Danny Amendola two yard slants, two yard two yard hitches. This oh, they were doing that I, against the Titans. Wait, they that, had the Gronk that game. That's what they do. Believe it or they, not, they people, had... Tom Brady's arm strength is not where it was five years ago. It's still it's very still, good. Yes, he's still. It's just not what it was when he was able. Throw to like Randy Moss a couple years back. He's he's still a surgeon. Yeah, that's not. I the biggest the biggest factor would be them making him hold it an extra second and getting pressure on him. That's no, he just needs down. to get hit. Exactly. Listen, if you make him hold an extra second, he's getting hit. Right. So guys, you knock that man to the oh, ground. He's he's gonna remember also, it. Go, Andrew, going back, Gronkowski. Did play that game. I remember he had a touchdown against KJ Wright when they lined him up. No, on I was the right. referring to last year when oh, last year. didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play in the Super Bowl. And Edelman had one of the. I mean, honestly, I, I think the uh, Stephon Diggs touchdown is just as good as Edelman. People forget about the Edelman catch last year in the Super Bowl. How, yeah, what did you do? Catch it? Catch it. What did you do? Catch it with his helmet the catch or something? Was he... What's up? How how is that catch again? What did you do? Catch it with he his helmet he or? It was like two guys, like they went, they fell to play. Like, he tried catching over two of them. It was bobbled. And he caught it at like just the inches mark above the, the uh, yeah. The I remember but, that now. So, guys, that cat, I mean, that's how I was annoyed so because I wanted bad. the Falcons to win so bad. Yeah, you know, cursing I, out the TV. So, guys, the, um, <laughs> the line for this game, a little shocking to me. Uh, the Patriots are, Patriots are minus nine against Jaguars. I I'll take the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I'm thinking Jaguars, but Patriots are going to win the game. I'm thinking Patriots 24 you know, I think over the Jaguars. Thing, a lot will depend on Blake Bortles, but you know the defense is good enough. I think Jacksonville is definitely bringing this game to within five minutes in the fourth quarter. Then from I'm there, telling you, I think Jacksonville is being disrespected. Then from there, it's gonna be Brady versus Bortles, and we know how that's going to go. Send to Jackson Jacksonville, who is another. I'll tell you what, dude. I was well, a candidate for QB. Just ask Jadavian Clowney and Jarrell Casey what they think of Bortles. Yeah, well, Kevin Byard tried to make Brady look like Bortles. That didn't go. Yeah, well. didn't work. Didn't work. They, they made. We don't Byard. talk about. It. We don't talk about it. They, were, they made. They made Kevin. Byard Me and my Titans fans Bryant. don't talk about it. So, <laughs> so we're all. Wait, you you have fellow Titans fans? Yeah. <laughs> There's one kid I know who is really into the Titans, who happens oh, to be wait. friends with you guys, too. You know, honestly, uh, Titans fans, I believe, like Doug Marone is up in the box. He's just a bunch of sex toys that are dressed 
<laughs> Titan Glow. So, guys, uh, we're both. Like, <laughs> the world. The, the Jets fans. Are we all in the consensus that we have Vikings hosting a Super Bowl against the Patriots? Yep. Yeah. All right. Any predictions what the line's going to be? Probably Patriots minus five. Patriots four. Yeah, I was going to go Patriots minus four. I'm going to go Viking. I'm going to say Patriots minus one and a half. Mm. In in Minnesota. Yeah, but still, they're going to think the Patriots offense is just going to go off and the Vikings aren't going to be able to keep up, which I disagree with. Just a, a defense like the Vikings and... Also, a lot of this depends on the performance they both show this week. Like, if the Vikings go into Philadelphia and drop 30 on the board, you know, that's, that's crazy right there. That's going to be a huge factor. But yeah. uh, we'll save Super Bowl picks for another time. This is our Next topic week. of the day. This is something that has made my life incredibly frustrating. I, I don't think I'm bad, but... I must not be very good at Madden because the computer beats all the time. What's your record now in your online franchise? <laughs> I have, well, I have a win, but our commission. It was due to simulation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, he also yeah. simmed you a win. So but, the but computer beats you and the computer wins for you. Yeah. Now, now <laughs> listen to this. Yeah. Now uh, listen to this. People, My I team's 8-1. and one. stuff on rookie because – you can't do it I'm not gonna lie I'm not good against the computer either because next thing you know Jimmy G I don't I guess we didn't play with updated rosters and he is horrible dude he's playing like a backup quarterback I'll tell you that he is now playing like like Jimmy G (laughs) on the 49ers carving up defenses yeah that's another thing let's go to let's go to Golbot's starting quarterback Colt McCoy and Taysom Hill He's a rotating starting uh, quarterback. No, we're uh, wait, wait, what? What does Taysom Hill play in real life? <laughs> punt team or something like that? <laughs> oh my god! I, and you wonder why you're bad, and you wonder why you're bad. Oh, okay, RJ, <laughs> we have played multiple times. I still think you are winless against me. Okay, but we could all uh, agree that. I'm so, anyways, everyone. This was the first ever live episode of Car Sports Talk. Thank you all for listening in. This is our first run, so we are going to put our next episode out on Sunday night to give a review of the games and a look ahead for what's to come Super Bowl week. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed, and we look forward to you guys listening again soon. Be rooting for a nice next loss, boys. See you guys later.